welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the first official Eat Sleep Podcast repeat episode of 2021. I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. Wait, How you doing, everybody? <laughs> and this is Eat Sleep Podcast repeat FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. We talk a deep dive into all things pro wrestling, and that is never truer than today when we'll be doing the best of 2020, which sounds weird saying uh, best of 2020. Uh, I saw a news channel uh, do uh, highlights from 2020, and the video was exactly no seconds long. Um, so, you know, it, it seems weird to say best of 2020, but you know what? As weird of a year as it was, there was good stuff to be found in there as a wrestling fan. Yeah. And we're going to get into that today. I'm uh, going to get the business out of the way first. Right away, uh, I'm going to tell you how to find us. The easiest way to do that, fm99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab, ESPR is what you click. That takes you to our most recent episode that easy. Now, if you want to follow us all the time, really simple. Search your podcasting apps. Just search for ESPR Wrestling. Find us everywhere you find podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it. And that will uh, actually allow you to go back through our catalog and find lots of our old previous episodes. For some reason, our Great Balls of Fire show is one of the hottest ones we ever did, no pun intended. Um, people love that episode. I don't that, know why. And, and, and the greatest Royal Rumble, which... <laughs> which were two of the worst shows. I don't understand it. But the yeah. in any event, the people love those. But we've also got classic interviews with guys like current, uh, current uh, WWE champion Drew McIntyre, uh, with guys like uh, uh, Big E with guys like um, B- Robert Roode, The Miz, Sergeant Slaughter, Mick Foley. I mean, there's tons of people out there. So yeah. if you want to go by and find any of them, you can find those on your podcasting apps. And if you want to stay in, st- stay in touch with us, you can find us on your social media. Find us on Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and on Twitter at ESPR99. Make sure you turn on notifications so when we go live, just like this, you can be notified. Jump on in. Be a part of the show. It's that simple. And you can always email us ESPR at FM99.com. Now, without further ado, it is time for us to dive into as much as I don't ever want to talk about 2020 again. We're going back to 2020. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about 2020 tonight. Where do we start? I mean, it was it was a year that, um, you know, that started great. And then. Oh, I mean, kicked off. And it was no fan. (laughs) Let me let me go ahead and paint a picture for you. Okay, January 2020, the Royal Rumble, hot crowd, right? Good show. The return of Edge, the rising of Drew McIntyre. I mean, wow! Like, I mean, what a great way to kick off 2020. And then it pretty much went downhill from there. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a rough year to say the least. Um. We obviously had the pandemic, which, uh, I mean, turned the whole world upside down. And that's that's especially true with the wrestling world as well. Um, we've got, uh, I mean, so much so much to talk about as far as what happened. I mean, no, no fans. I, I never yeah. remember that ever, ever. No fans, you know? Other uh, than the Rock and Mankind and an empty arena match and some of the empty arena matches back in the Mid-South days, you never saw that because you have not put the seats. Right. Was I mean, the Rock and McFoley thing was meant to – there were no fans on purpose for the fact that there – that was f- kind of for the gimmick, for for the, the effect, you know? Yeah. But this was – I mean, guys, we watched WrestleMania with nobody there. That was tough. I, I mean, that – wow. A WrestleMania happened – 
with nobody there. That's insane. And some people complained about a lot of the changes and they were angry and they griped and this, that, and the other thing. And ever look, all the companies, whether it be Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, uh, New Japan, TNA, or I said Impact, I'm sorry, um, or uh, uh, AEW, WWE, everybody was working on trying to figure out how to best work through this thing. I think most of them found a way that works for them and have managed to produce some stuff that was still very good throughout the year. Was it different? Yeah, absolutely. It was different, but we still got a lot of really good stuff here. If you go back and look at it now, of course you got some stuff that wasn't so good. And we'll talk about some of that too, because <laughs> we do have a worst category as well. So yeah, we'll talk about that as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was an insane year. The one thing I'm always going to remember though, about 2020 is that even when everything went crazy like this, the wrestlers whose jobs it is to entertain us, did not stop doing that. I, I will say, and I was thinking about 2020, it was a very inspired year for wrestling. Um, because I think given the situation and everything going on, because sometimes you know, when you watch these um, the Saudi Arabia shows and, and the efforts just, they're there. They're, they're getting a paycheck. Um, the effort was there this year. Uh, it, yeah. I see the improvement uh, in a lot of wrestlers, uh, some of the matches. You know, I'm, I'm not talking about the writing. I'm talking about the performance of the wrestlers. I thought some of them had a really good year when it came to performing. I, I think even when you look at the writing and the booking and some of the creative, and I mean, yeah, there was a lot of bad, but I mean, you know, there was some good in there too. And there was some crazy off the wall stuff and they took some chances. Every company did. And it resulted in what, if I can, nothing about the pandemic was good. Okay. But if you take a, if you take something away from it, a positive that resulted out of it, it was that, they had to get creative again. They couldn't just go through the motions because the motions wouldn't work. It just, it, it couldn't happen. Um, they, I, I think Steve actually said it perfectly. Hey, Steve, he said they had to make the best out of a bad situation and they had to get creative and, and think of how to do that. And they came up with some really creative ways to do that. I mean, impact worked really hard to find a way to be able to bring fans back into the arena. Uh, granted limited numbers and with masks and, and, and whatnot, but they worked really hard to figure that out. Then um, I, I, Dave saying hi to Spanky. I see that. That's always in. <laughs> <laughs> um, then um, we have, uh, you know, WWE who came up with the Thunderdome, which is one of the craziest innovations I've seen in a long time. I, I think it was great because I have to admit, you know, that span of you know, the empty arena matches was, Hard to watch. Hard to watch. They weren't piping in the crowd because you kind of couldn't. So I, I thought that was a huge step. I, I thought they took big strides in that. And you think of the technology that's come out of that. I mean, some TV shows have done it. I think like America's Got Talent has done it. And I think the NBA did that. But they were the, the first. That, they were the first ones to really do it on a big scale. Yeah, and it you was know? huge. It still is. It's yeah. it, it's ridiculous. And the way they incorporated into not just having faces, but making it a part of the show as well has really helped in, in that regard. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. I keep waiting, though, for the one day that somebody operating the thing forgets to turn off the Snapchat filter and everybody on the Thunderdome has, like, cat ears or something like that. <laughs> That'd that would be, be kind of fun to watch. That would, be, that would be actually be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Obviously, we're all waiting uh, to go back and see wrestling again, but... I think uh, I think we got some some good innovations coming out of it. Uh, Philip says I think WWE could have brought back a limited amount of fans like AEW did, would have helped somewhat with revenue. Uh, I agree with you to a degree, Philip. Um, but WWE, as we all know, had some issues with uh, COVID in the back, and it probably would have looked bad from a PR angle if they have these issues and they're busy trying to play catch up 
And they caught a lot of flack for that in the wrestling community. If they were bringing yeah. in fans, I think they would have also caught more flack for that. Yeah. Um, this this was a way for them to to do it. And to be perfectly honest, yeah, as much as I hate to say this, for the the betterment of their product as far as how they present it, this allowed them to present it how they want to present it. Because I mean, there, you know, from what I understand, there is some noise from the people on the screens, but they're controlling the the piped and cheers the booze the this that and the other thing so it allows them to present these things as they want them to be presented we're not getting drew mcintyre's with what every three seconds you know what i mean they're 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 getting the reactions they want to help tell the story when they don't have fat crowd when they don't have a crowd in the room for the fan for the wrestlers to play off of yeah sean you're right they they control the narrative yeah that that is the big thing because uh in the past you know hey we want to make this guy here we want to make this guy a face uh, and, and you're, you're booing Roman Reigns. Well, now we want you to boo Roman Reigns. And it's hard to say. I don't know with the crowd if they're going to be cheering him right now because. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely he's come don't back. Know. It's been awesome. I have to admit, one of the highlights of 2020 has been his uh, return. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, absolutely yeah. without yeah. a doubt. Which, by the way, quick side note from SmackDown here. Um, Adam Pierce is the number one contender contender for the Universal Championship, and I saw a lot of people griping about that online. And I'm going to tell you right now, hush your mouths. Yeah, Adam but, Pierce, first of all, has been in this business for a long time. He is a hell of a wrestler. He just isn't doing that now. He, he's working as an authority figure in behind the scenes, and now, and he he's a brilliant mind for wrestling. I've gotten to call a match of his. He he's a great oh. guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, when he was the NWA champion, as a matter of fact, and he's wrestled with uh, elite level talent from all over. So I, I am so here. I am so in for Adam Pierce being in this match. It's probably going to be a nothing. He's probably going to have brief moments where, you know, it's like, oh, Adam, Pierce, you know, they kind of are shocked that maybe Roman Reigns is taking this a little too lightly, but he, and he's going to lose. But I'm still in. I'm still, you know what? They're being creative. This is outside the box. And it's a it's it's a different story. It's it's about the storyline. Plus, we're three weeks out. Something could change. Shinsuke, who had an awesome oh, night. looked amazing. Yeah, uh, which is great. He turned in the corner on that, which, by the way, Cesaro responded to Roman. It's like, he can't do that to my friends. So, mm -hmm. obviously, he's going to get involved now in the week or two. There's more to come with this. Uh, you know, this is something new. You, know, you, you want something new, you got something new. Um, and I think more is going to be added to the match. I'm like, it's just going to be him, or maybe Shinsuke is going to get involved somehow. But... You know, I want to see how it plays out. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and real quick, just because I don't want to go into it too more, too much. Um, uh, other stuff, because we are here to talk about the best of 2020. Uh, Derek Edmonds wants us to discuss our thoughts on Drew versus Goldberg. Uh, I'll give you quick thoughts on that. Done the right way, this can benefit Drew. Um, they were clearly pressed for time at the end of the show, like because they didn't time it well. Um, from what I, the report I was reading, which again, take it with a grain of salt, might be Drew, might be not. Um, they said that uh, Drew and Keith Lee went long. And so that ended up cramming their their promo segment, him and Goldberg, uh, up so they didn't get the time to tell the story they were going to because Drew was supposed to make some kind of comment that was going to cue Goldberg to come out. And that's why when Goldberg came out and said this thing about disrespecting the legends, it didn't click because Drew hadn't done anything. So that's unfortunate. I wish they had gotten around that, but they hadn't. I'm hoping this week they'll they'll resolve that, get us off on a better foot. But again, I'm hoping done right, this will be a nice feather in Drew's cap and make him look like a strong champion. It has to be a one-off if they're going to do this. It yeah, oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, is it a four-minute match? Is it a five-minute match? 
I mean, the title matches at, at the Rumble are usually not a big match. I mean, it's some years. No. I mean, some years are big, but, but well, they're they're not. They're not the draw. The Rumble is. This yeah. is between the Rumble and WrestleMania are the two things that sell themselves. WrestleMania is WrestleMania. People are going to watch that regardless. Now, don't get me wrong. You got to do what you can to make it feel like WrestleMania, but it's WrestleMania. People are going to watch it. Royal Rumble has the Royal Rumble. People will tune yeah. in to see the Royal Rumble. That sells the show. But you need to do a good job, to me, of making the Rumble seem important. So that's that's just the way it is. I have, I have one comment about Legend tonight to, to improve it because uh, there were some painful parts. I uh, think you if you're, think? Uh, you're going to bring back these stars, instead of putting them in stupid segments in the back, what you need to do is have them come out during commentary in the match and tell some stories. Hey, remember you used to you know, manage so-and-so or, or whatever. That, that If you're an old fan, that's what you want to hear. You don't want to see one of the stupid skit in the back with the boogeyman eating worms. And I'll be honest, I'm fine with some of these people just being in segments in the back because I don't need them out there doing anything substantial. I don't, I don't need Tori Wilson out there doing anything. I don't need the boogeyman out there doing anything. I'm fine with little segments in the back. But the problem is they cram so many of them into this one show and shoehorn every single one of them in. And you're just like, OK, it's this is a, this is a bit much now. This is a bit much. But I mean, it was all ratings thing on Monday just to get him out there. But like Booker T has done commentary, have him come out and do a match. Nothing wrong with oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know, give him something to do other than these stupid things in the back, or just standing there in the chair and just watching a match that they're like, "Wow, hey, remember when you know?" Uh, Patrine, if Goldberg wins the title, I will throw a hissy fit. And I'm and, I, and I'm a Goldberg apologist. I enjoyed watching him in the '90s. Um, I. I I half, I'm going to say half, half enjoyed his first run with WWE. I don't think it was booked great. Um, and he obviously is never going to be the five-star wrestler people demand of him to be, which I just think is silly. But um, he, I, I thought there was entertaining stuff in there. And I mean, even in this most recent like run where he, you know, the older go Oldberg, he um, has still had to me some entertaining stuff in there. So I, I don't think every match needs to be five stars. I don't think they all need to be wrestling clinics. Uh, and I think Goldberg has a place in wrestling. Guys like Goldberg have a place in wrestling. But right now, his place is putting over Drew McIntyre. That's that's what he needs to be doing here. Him beating Drew McIntyre would do so much to derail Drew McIntyre's momentum. Yeah, yeah. So this was a plan last year when you know he was going to fight Roman Reigns. This was like a passing of the torch. Yeah. So I guess yeah, they're looking at it. Well, you know, we need somebody for Drew because yeah. you know we we ruined Keith Lee temporarily. So. Uh, Here's, uh, here's Goldberg from McIntyre. Right. Well, and I think I think there's an easier way to get around that. I think you can have a babyface beat Goldberg, and there's a mutual respect thing there, and they move on. You know what I mean? Whereas if a heel like Roman Reigns beats Goldberg now, I mean, there's no way Goldberg can't want revenge from a storytelling standpoint. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no way. So it, for me, this is an easier way to do a one and done is with a babyface that he can show respect to after. Well, I mean, he's fighting the right guy. I mean, had we got the Roman match last year, I, I I thought we would even seen Bill Goldberg this year. But maybe you know, I don't, that match was terrible, by the way. But 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 not the worst match in my year. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so in any event, um, all right, we talked enough about the most recent stuff. We're gonna we're gonna dive in now. It is time for us to jump in and feel free to throw your thoughts in here as well. While we're discussing this, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we've got some from other people that we'll toss in uh, randomly. Um, and I guess it's time, Dave. It's time to dive into the best of 2020. 
Man, all right. Uh, trying to figure out where we start with this. I guess I guess we start with the smaller award. Yeah, I guess you start with the the the. I don't want to say lesser, but you know the the. It's like if this was a wrestling card, these would be the the curtain jerkers. You know what I mean? These would be the opening. This is. All right. this is... Well, w- let's talk about the wrestlers that had like the most improved 2020. Maybe guys who've been around for a while. And, uh, you know, you know, like a couple years ago, it was like the Miz. I thought had a great year. This was not 2020. Now, I'm talking like now, a few years ago. Is this is this improved or is the is this the same one as up and comer? No, no. Okay, all right. Well, I'm looking at our list here, and that and and <laughs> and that one's not on there. So I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, most improved. Wow. See, Dave didn't give me this on the list, so I didn't think of this one ahead of time. Uh, Dave, give me your most improved, and I'll think about mine. I I want to go with a guy who took Finn Balor to the limit at one of the NXT takeovers, and has just become a shining star. That I think this year is going to be even better for him. Kyle O'Reilly. That's a very solid point. If you haven't watched his match with with uh, Finn Balor from uh, New Year's Evil, by the way, oh. go out of your way and watch that. That is a fantastic match. By the way, that show was just filled with good stuff. It, it, it was. I, I have some complaints about it, but uh, because I felt like I was watching the same match as other matches. But uh, except for the main event, was, was I don't, I don't know how you would think that. But in any event, um, I uh, it was filled with good stuff. I, I enjoyed the the show the the whole thing big time. Um, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly is absolutely killed. He's always been a talented singles guy, but because he's been with Bobby Fish for so long, people now yeah. associate him with as being a tag team wrestler. And he's a stellar singles wrestler. So it's nice to see him getting this chance to really shine. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was breakout year. And it's like, you know what? Because when he, not just the match in Wednesday, which was 2021, so I'm not counting that. But this other match against Finn where the whole, uh, you know, putting Finn out for a while. The energy in that match, in the stand up, th- this guy is going to be a, you know, 60-minute match guy. The fact that oh, like, yeah. 20 minutes in the match, he is still putting, you know, you know, like, I don't know how he does it, but what are this guy's workout routine is? Like, I need to figure that out because, like, I'm with you, you know, two, two minutes of running. This dude's going 20 minutes strong, and, and the pace is nonstop. So. Um, for me, I'm, I'm, I was tempted to pick somebody from NXT as well uh, because I think that a guy who really started to shine this past year was um, uh, Damian Priest. But I'm actually not going to do that. I'm going to point over to... Uh, the SmackDown women's roster, and I'm going to say Carmella. Really? Uh, I think she is playing into her new character very well, and the matches she's had so far since re-debuting have been the best matches she's had. Uh, she is she is showing a much higher level of performance uh, at this point than, than I ever expected to see from her. When she came back, I will be perfectly honest with you, I was thinking... Nothing special. I, I was I was dreading watching her wrestle and was just not looking forward to it. Now she's someone that I'm actually looking forward to seeing on my television. I, I, I will say this, and Jim Ross mentioned this years ago. When wrestlers go away, you know, they leave and, and they come back. Um, they they have to be different. They can't mm. be the same wrestler because it's like, okay, well, you came back, so what? So. Um, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's one of the things. But you bring a point about her. I'm, I'm still warming up to it a little bit. So I mean, I, I can see where you go with the pick because it's definitely a 180 from where she was. Yeah. So by the way, my my second choice would be Darby Allen in AEW. I think it's also a very solid choice. Darby Allen has had a hell of a, tw- a hell of a 2020. He has yeah. really taken off. Um, by the way, I saw you highlight Tara, uh, Sarah's thing here, saying she wished she'd known about this. Is that the Sarah we know? Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, Sarah, we, we advertise it all the time on our own station. Um, in any event, um, 
uh, and, and yeah, so I, I think that those are all solid choices. Uh, I'm just I'm thinking in the in the the literal sense of improved. You yeah, know what I mean, like like she she's gotten so much better in the ring and for me on the mic uh, since she's come back, and it's been it's been awesome to see. So, uh, all right, what's next? All right, let's go. Since she was uh, best up and comer, so somebody somebody kind of new out of the scene, you know, this kind of came out of nowhere. And I, 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 I got to go back to NXT for this guy, too. Okay. My pick is uh, Pat McAfee. Dude, I don't know how you pick against Pat McAfee, honestly. <laughs> he is so good for a dude who's not even really a wrestler. Uh, yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, he's so good. They're taking him off TV right now because they don't want to overexpose him. Uh, they need to sit him with WWE because he's, he's, the best, he's the best talker in NXT right now. Right. And he's the best work. We're seeing Punk even said... This guy wrestles part time and he's better than half the roster. Dude, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, there's things he needs to he'll have to work on if he's going to do this more. But just for a guy who doesn't wrestle, it, it's been it's amazing. Um, on top of that, we've got um, you've got you got Pat McAfee. I'm picking a guy, and again, I, I'm leaning towards SmackDown here. Uh, and I we say up and comer. You know what I mean, up and comer. So I'm thinking of a guy who was newer who really kind of broke out this this last year, had a really uh, good year. Um, I would say up until recently, up until more recently, he he's had a, he's a, but he's, he's, he seems to be back on track. Uh, I think Otis was the best up-and-comer on the roster. Uh, he When he, the year started, he was getting over with fans, huge. He wins money in the bank. He gets that feud where he ends up winning uh, Mandy Rose's hand, you know, where they're, they're a couple. And, I mean, he stayed a pretty integral part for a good chunk of the year. And uh, I never, I will say this, I never got bored watching Otis. He, he's kind of fun. I mean, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this Chad Gable thing. Yeah, um, I am I, too. I am too. I, I, I will say that the mistake with him was breaking up the oh, uh, heavy machinery. Uh, without, heavy without, machinery yeah. without a doubt. Without a doubt. Poor Tucker. I mean, he's in catering. If they even have catering now, I don't know. Uh, dude, I have no idea. I don't uh, Steve, know. Since how about your choices in each of the different companies? Well, Steve, I'll give you an AEW guy. I thought about it, uh, but I'm like not always feeling it. But he's definitely Orange Cassidy. <laughs> AEW <laughs> pockets. I don't even want to call him. But <laughs> oh, yeah, Steve. Steve, I thought to do that um, uh, from the beginning, <laughs> like to do every company that would that would uh, probably work out. But I didn't think about that from the beginning. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. So either. I don't have one for every company. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, <laughs> we will mention them as like, you know, as, as Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> like he just had Darby Allen as another idea for uh, most, yeah. you know, most improved and whatnot. I think these are, there's people from all over these companies that, that did a lot of work. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so we did that. So obviously this year was something new in the wrestling category, mm -hmm. um, which, which we never had because of, well, we kind of had some, like we've had the house of horrors match, but this year we had a lot more of it. Theatrical matches. Yeah. And and there was, um, I, I went through, there's like 14 of them that happened. Um, one I didn't count. I, I threw in the best match category because I, I didn't count Edge's Norton's uh, um, greatest wrestling matches, the theatrical match. And that was kind of centered in the ring. But uh, but you had the last man standing match. You had, you know, Brain, John Tina's Firefly Funhouse match. You yeah. had um, a match I really enjoyed was the Stadium Stampede. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't like that one. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get into that one. I, I just couldn't. It was too. It was too cute for its own sake in a lot of these spots. Like one, we're on a giant football field, and they get in the uh, the the golf cart, 
and they start driving right at Sammy Guevara. And Sammy never goes left or right. He just runs for like 40 yards straight while they're chasing him. <laughs> it's like uh, in horror movies. But I mean, but like, it no, even in horror movies, they're not, that's not, we don't have this much option to move. There's no zigzagging in horror movies. I mean, you're right. There's no zigzagging in horror movies, but he, I mean, literally just ran in a straight line while they chased him down on something he knows is faster than him. Um, I can't, uh, I, I couldn't get into it. There were too many moments like that in the match that were too cute for me. But uh, I, was that your favorite, like, cinematic style match? Um, well, it was goofy. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick, uh, and I think you're going to probably agree with me, is Undertaker and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. The theatrical match of the year. I mean, I mean, for, one, that was like the, one of the first, in fact, the first of the year. How did you top that? I mean, you had the Undertaker going out in his style. You had just AJ Styles, who had a phenomenal year, pun intended. Uh, it was I just enjoyed that. But the, but the theatrical fun was the state stadium stampede. That was uh, it was just silly, but I, I enjoyed it because it was just something I didn't expect with that because some of the other AEW theatrical matches were not as good. You know, we had the uh, the tooth and nail match. Um, we had the uh, uh, the uh, the other match where. Uh, Jeff Hardy and I'm sorry, Matt Hardy got hurt. Yeah, which no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the elite, the deletion was fine. I mean, it was. It was deletion bit, was fine. It was okay. Was yeah. Um, as far as mine, mine, I'm gonna grow up agree with Philip here. Uh, I think the first was the best, and uh, nothing's touched it since. Uh, I, I the boneyard match. I, there's nothing. I I don't know how anything even hoped to touch the boneyard match uh, after it aired. Um. Like, really, it kicked off the idea of these cinematic matches and really made them mainstream. But then at the same time, and we say this, but I think, honestly, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, somebody correct me on this, I think Impact was doing these beforehand, weren't they? Didn't Impact have these kind of uh, weird cinematic things they were doing with the uh, the Undead Universe or whatever, with Rosemary and uh, Sue Young and all them? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was a thing they did first. Now, they're not winning. I don't care. It's still Boneyard Match. But that thing really brought it to the mainstream. Everybody started looking at it. and I, I don't think you can go with anything but that. The Undertaker performed great. He looked awesome. He reminded us of The Undertaker one more time. Yeah. And AJ Styles played the perfect foil, man. And they 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 shot it like an awesome fight scene out of a movie. Yeah, it, it was it was great. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think you got to go with that one. Yeah, and, and you saw, we saw the Good Brothers for the last time there before uh, before for the, they left. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Now, yep. what about this regular straight up match of the year? This is this is the one I had the hardest time with shots. Oh God, uh, you jerk! Um, <laughs> the best match of the year is really hard to pick. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, my best match of 2021 has already happened. Um, now, granted, this might change between now and the end and the end of 2021. But so far, it's it's it's. Um, Wrestle Kingdom uh, 15. If you did, you watch that, Dave? I have not. No, you didn't. That, that took place uh, last weekend, right? I think it, it, was, it was night two. I think it was like a week uh, last weekend or something like that. It was uh, it was Cody Ibushi and Jay White for the uh, heavyweight and intercontinental IG, IWGP uh, championships, and it was amazing. Wow. <laughs> um, so I'm out. I'm just put look at you know it was it was an, it was a New Japan match. So like Dave Meltzer, I'm going to give it 19 and a half stars. <laughs> but uh no, really crowds over there or are they 
They have crowds over there, yeah. But I'm not sure how long that'll go on for because they're yeah. having problems in Japan right now. I know that much. Uh, everybody's got different styles that they really enjoy uh, as far as wrestling matches. So please bear in mind that when we say that a match of ours we think was the best match of the year, we are not disparaging another match. There were a lot of really wow. good matches this last year. Uh, tons of good stuff. There was, I think you could point to matches like, uh, surprisingly, I thought that Io Shirai, Charlotte Flair, and Rhea Ripley from NXT In Your House was great. Um, I thought that the parking lot brawl on AEW Dynamite between uh, um, the best friends and uh, 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 Santana and Ortiz was amazing. That was um, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks at Hell in a Cell. They absolutely killed it. But for me, the best match of the year, and I, I would be surprised if, if you watched this one, Dave, I'm going to go ahead and guess you probably didn't, was Walter and Dragunov uh, in NXT UK. The, the one in, in, in October. Now, what was the one where, where the ref got knocked out? Was that the match where with the drop kick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, that was the one. I, I liked that match. That was a really good match. They, they, those two tore the house down. Uh, yeah. They both proved that they're elite level guys and they're in such a, uh, like I say, I hate to say small promotion, but like even WWE isn't really talking about NXT UK right now. And I know that some of that, some of that stems from a lot of the allegations and a lot of the guys over there got in trouble and were gone. And so they've kind of re redone a lot of it and they've kind of had to rebuild a lot of guys um, and put new guys into different positions. But uh, Walter and in Dragunov, man, if you didn't watch that, go out of your way. Really, you could watch them any. They've had multiple matches over the years. Watch any of them. But this one from this last year, amazing. I, I did watch that. I, I watched that card. But that match was because that was the best rest, ref bump I think I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a guy like Walter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From uh, the end. It was the end of October. Yeah. October yep. 29th. Yeah, that was that was a great match. I, You know, I'm, I'm glad I had it on my list. But I couldn't remember if that was like the match because I went through yeah. it. It's like I didn't see that match. That was, was the one. Match. The way I've had people ask me, like the like, people who don't know Walter or Dragonov and like their style and whatnot, and they said, "Is it like high flying? Is like indie stuff?" And I'm like, "Oh no, it's um they beat the holy hell out of each other. That's essentially what yeah. they did for the entire match. They beat the living daylights out of each other. It looked like a fight." Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 I don't know. At some point, when you when you transition to Walter to WWE, I mean, they, they have to figure this out. I mean, obviously, not right now because you probably can't, you know, fly to, from other countries. No, never figure it out. Make everybody else figure out how to work with him because do not change what Walter does because he's great at it. Walter's style is what sells Walter. Because here's my problem: Walter, nothing impressive to look at. He's tall. And he's a big dude, but he's not—he's not muscular. He doesn't have a great physique or anything like that. He's not an incredible promo. You know, he's fine. He—he's—he's—he's—he is going to sell himself in the ring by being this. I mean, for lack of a better term, monster in the ring. Um, and I only say that like in a weird way because he doesn't really present himself as a monster. Uh, but he is a monster in the ring who beats the living daylights out of people. Well, they did have him in that uh, NXT Survivor Series match. Yeah, for a whopping, what, minute? Yeah, that was stupid. Hey, we're going to fly out of here, and you're going to look like a jobber. Man, that made me mad. That made me yeah. so mad. Yeah. That was the worst match of the year, Dave. <laughs> All right, so so that was a good match that you mentioned. Uh, mm -hmm. This this was a really tough category for me. That one, yet I thought Charlotte and Rhea Ripley probably had the best match at Mania. Mm -hmm. um you know you had uh, i thought the tag team elimination chamber match was good mm -hmm. that was the one where uh where otis went through the wall <laughs> i do remember that yes that was in wow <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna go with uh, john moxley versus Minu, uh zuki at the end and uh new japan pro wrestling new beginning 
I remember talking with you about this one and listening to you say his name is always a, <laughs> a treat. Um, it's always a treat listening to you say guys from New Japan's names. Uh, no, that match was fantastic. You're you're 100% right to uh, choose something along those lines. And again, there was tons of good stuff to watch this year. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. I, I think you could look at like uh, a really ragtag tag team, Kenny Omega and Hang- Hangman Page. When they took on the Young Bucks, that was an amazing tag team match. Anybody yeah. could point to that match and say match of the year. You know, um, you had, um, I'm trying to remember what, uh, what else happened. Oh, you know what? It's funny. I said my match for 2021 is going to be, uh, um, um, Jay White and Ibushi and Wrestle Kingdom 14, Ibushi and Okada had a great match, uh, which easily could have been match of the year. You've got, um, I'm trying to think of like one of the only matches that made me think of Kenny Omega as Kenny Omega is when he and, uh, Pac fought each other. Yeah. Uh, finally when that happened. Um, but John Moxley in New Japan kind of reminded us who he could be. Yeah. You know, he because uh, like a lot of people were just thinking Dean Ambrose when they looked at him, but he was insane when they let him go. He was ready to prove everybody not wrong, but just like remind you who he was. You know, that he's John effing Moxley and he is all about violence. And boy, he and Suzuki, they tore each other up. Uh, if you haven't watched it, guys, it's 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 from uh, New Japan, New Beginning. So yeah. you can look that up online and check that match out. I do highly recommend Every match yeah. we've mentioned in this conversation, I would recommend you go watch. Yeah, that took place in February 9th of last year. Uh, other matches about Regula was uh, Becky Lynch versus Asuka at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. With uh, Becky finally beating Asuka. Um, one of uh, Cody uh, Brody Lee's last matches, a dog collar match. That was really Cody good. Rowan. It was really good. And, um, uh, you know, we, we just didn't know at the time. Uh, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly um, was near the top of my list. Phillips' um, NXT War Games match was best match of 2020. Now, I've got to ask you, Philip, do you mean the men's war game or the women's <laughs> war game? Like, which one did you mean, Philip? There there were two of them because one's just not enough, apparently. <laughs> Oh, I, I can't forget AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Intercontinental title match on SmackDown. Oh, on SmackDown. Yeah, that random ass match that ended up being great. Yeah, yeah, for the tournament. And it was one of the best, probably the best television match of of uh, a SmackDown from 2020. So. Oh, it might have been. I feel like picking two matches for match of the year. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't but, like those matches, but yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave doesn't like fun. Um, <laughs> he, he's very anti fun. We, uh, but look, I, that, that just goes to show you that 2020 had a lot of good stuff this year. Cause look at how many matches we were talking about here that could have been match of the year for us. Yeah. You know, all these things are out there for you to watch. If you're one of those people who only watches WWE, you're making a mistake. New Japan has good stuff. Uh, the NXT UK brand has good stuff. Um, um, help me. AEW well, has good a- stuff. AEW Dynamite um, and, uh, and the, uh, the Dark Show that they do on Tuesdays. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and, and, and SmackDown. I'm not mentioning yes. Raw. So. <laughs> not going to mention Raw. By the way, speaking of good matches, let's let's we'll, we'll flip the coin here and your worst match of the year. Oh, um, there was like 194 of them, I think. Uh, I don't care if I'm allowed to do this or not because it's what I'm doing. It is any and every. Uh, WWE 24-7 championship match from the last year. All of them. Every single one. Wow. I hate that thing so much. And it's so entertaining. It, it, it gives is, our truth something to do. Is it? Is it entertaining? 
Our truth could do a lot of stuff. You could throw our truth on commentary. You could make it somebody's manager. You could do. There's a million things our truth could be doing. I don't need this. I was fine with it in the beginning. It it, it had a little bit of charm in the beginning, and there was a funny, a few, a few funny things they did in the beginning. But it has more than worn out its welcome. I am over this piece of crap. Get rid of the 24-7 chain. They have too many championships to begin with. That is the perfect one to throw into a dumpster and light on fire, signifying the end of 2020. Yeah. I, but by the way, I, 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 I will say this. His, R-Truth's best moment of 2020 was a non-wrestling moment. It was um, the, the talking smack um, that you do on Saturday. And it was after, after Brody Lee's passing. Uh, and he had... It might, it might have been this year, but he, but he had Xavier Woods was on, and um, I guess it was the Raw show. So I was talking Raw, so it was Tuesday. Uh, so you mean, it was you mean Raw talk? A Raw talk, yeah. Um, so it was it was our truth with the New Day, and our truth really comforted Xavier Woods. It yeah. was just one of those like real moments where you know because obviously the community was hit mm-hmm. so hard um, that I, just to see our truth be that guy, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, I, I thought that was you know. Like, I know the title's silly, Sean, but... Um... Oh, again, love our truth <laughs> Nothing against our truth He's doing his job. He is making the best of it. He is doing what he can with it. And I understand that. That is not on our truth This is on whoever the hell thinks this is funny. I, it, whichever, whoever out there is laughing about this, whoever is tweeting and saying that they they love this, you know what I mean? Oh, they're ha, 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 laughing about this stuff. It's your fault. I blame you personally, and I will find you. For the kids. I, then I will find them, <laughs> and I'll fight a bunch of nine-year-olds. I don't care. All right, all right, okay. So, so you had a, it's funny. You had a hundred eighty-seven weight. Whatever they are, yeah. I, I, I had, I had three. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I had the Fiend and Braun Strowman, and and whatever the heck match that was. With you did the, hate that, yes. The 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 swamp uh, match, the swamp. Yeah, fight. The, the, the swamp match was terrible. Um, the tooth and nail match with Britt Baker and Big Swall. I know Britt couldn't wrestle a match because of the injury, um, but just don't do it. It was terrible. Yeah, just don't do it at that point. Yeah, just yeah. don't do it. Um, but for me, uh, and, and this may surprise you because um, I, I, I want to make this my my worst, was the, the – from WrestleMania – was the last man standing match between Edge and Randy? No, this doesn't surprise me because you you would not stop complaining about that after WrestleMania. You you like this? In all honesty, I would have been surprised had you picked anything else <laughs> at this point. It was so long and painful. I, it, 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 I was the last like it's like the last viewer standing. It was forty minutes. It kept going on and on. I think you. you I, I think you were just falling out early because the rest of us were watching it, Dave. It was, <laughs> we were fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. It did go on a while. It absolutely went on a little longer than it needed to. But yeah. I, 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 hey, and again, this is personal preference. You know, it's, it's. There's certain things we like, certain things we don't like, and that yeah. one for you just ended up being a snooze fest. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, that, that was tough on a Sunday night, and I'm just like, God. By the way, if I have to pick one single match to be my my worst match of the year, it's Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara when Matt damn near killed himself and they sent him back out there. Yeah. The match itself was okay to that point, but that that of being allowed to happen at the end of that match was so irresponsible that that makes it my least favorite match of the year. I will I will never watch that match back at this point. Yeah, uh, no. I I won't even like I'll watch some really bad matches back just for the laughs. I'm never watching that one again. Because I was so disgusted with that. So, that yeah. All 
On to the positive. Tag team of the year. This is a tough one. Mm, yeah, it was. Tag team of the year. This this was kind of tough, and I want you guys in, in the comments and whatnot to let us know if, who you think tag team of the year was because – and this is men's or women's tag team, by the way. So yeah, it could be that. anybody. Yeah, it could uh, be anybody. Warriors, or you want to go with FTR, or uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, who lasted longer than I thought they would. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just, I don't know, man. It, do you? The the problem with me is that so many tag teams just didn't. I don't know. They didn't feel important to me. Like I want to say somebody like the Street Profits or something because they they really tried you know over the last year and they became champions and they but they just never felt important. I want to say the Viking Raiders, but they spent more time goofing around with the Street Profits and then being injured than anything else. Yeah, um, what was that thing in the dumpster that came out? It's like a big snake or whatever it was in their match. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the Street Profits. I, I I've seen a lot of people discussing this and saying a team like FTR and like I'm like oh me, I mean. The problem was for the majority of the year, they weren't doing a whole lot. And then when they got to AEW, I kind of kept waiting for them to become that top tag team that I really wanted them to be. And I don't mean that from a booking standpoint. I mean that from a watching them between the ropes standpoint. Um, I thought the Young Bucks match w- w- was was good. Yeah, um, but that, Dave, that was a, that was towards the end, Dave. That was, yeah. you know, <laughs> that, was that was way later. Um, and they're in which lies who i think ends up being tag team of the year which is the young bucks because they were incredibly active all year long and i mean really when i looked to some of these guys best matches these tag teams that i saw a lot of them were with the young bucks (laughs) you know and the the young bucks are a hell of a team i'm not saying that to like knock them like it's a surprise it would be the young bucks but they're the only ones to me that i looked at and thought that they seemed significant really compared to other teams I will agree with you on one point. I'm, I'm not always big on them, but I will say this, and you, and you mentioned it. They are always like, and there's certain wrestlers that do this. They help elevate other teams. Yeah. And, and I think they do a great job with that. I, I'll give them hats off to that. I'm not crazy about their super kick party. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, yeah I get that. And, you know, and I'm not big. Um, and you know, the problem I have with one of their matches is just all the suicide dives out of the ring. And everything else, and you know, it, so of course, it took an NXT for somebody to finally break an ankle on that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I just, I just, I don't like that move anymore, especially there because you have three feet of room. It seems like to do that move when you, you know, should have, you know, I look, I know you're trying to fill in seats before the pandemic, but yeah, I don't like that. Right. But, but not, but not a bad choice. Probably the best team in AEW. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. Uh, in a team that was kind of weird because of how they were as a tag team, but I thought the undisputed era, I thought had, had a a great year. You know, they um, were they were almost going to be my tag team of the year, but I felt like towards the second half of the year, they they really lost a lot of steam. Uh, they they didn't they didn't they weren't they weren't as dominant towards the second half of the year, you know, and and I started to you know. They they ended up uh, uh, getting mixed up in some other feuds, like with the Pat McAfee thing and this that and the other. And then they did great, you know. The whole thing was awesome, but they just I don't know. They came down to me uh, a little bit this year, whereas last year I would have been right there with you, um, Steve. Uh, no big team, no, nobody stands out to him, and that's my problem. Is, is is this year a lot of teams didn't? It's so funny with everybody talking about tag team wrestling, you know, in AEW. I got to be honest, I didn't feel like tag team wrestling was huge in AEW. Yeah, I mean they they have the teams, but it's just yeah. 
I don't know. You know, I mean, the new day, yeah, obviously they won the gold, um, you know, uh, in, a couple of times, I think what in, in 2020, yeah. uh, you know, there's private party, um, you know, and, and maybe it's different because, you know, you got one title holder, uh, on, but you know, AEW, but you have a lot of teams, but nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. All right. Before we get to the men's and women's wrestlers of the year, crazy, good storylines of the year. Um, Anything that stands out uh, that was crazy like, and good. Well, like, like, well, like either or. Like, like I think like a good storyline, like Otis and Mandy Rose, great storyline this year. Um, you know, crazy. Um, is is this like shocking or something like that? Yeah, is this, yeah. Because yeah. if we're going shocking, it's shocking and it's bad. Um, uh, the shock master feud, if you will, or storyline was the Bobby Lashley Rusev stuff. Oh God. I, mean, I was so I, I was I I was so high on that, and, and you we we disagreed so much on that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, Dave. <laughs> I was so high on that, and, and that completely uh, stuck. Stuck. Uh, brings up the Edge Orton rivalry. Uh, great team renew it. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. what is it with guys who like come back at the Rumble or debut? Like where the camera work is horrible. Like an AJ Styles debut, and we're focusing on Roman Reigns. Edge comes in, and we miss the spare. I, so we have to get yeah. the editors cut. Yeah, I, I was wondering that. I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, if anybody debuts at this Rumble, I, we're probably going to miss the coolest part. Um, it, you know, it is what it is. It happens, and we still got the we we still all got out choked up when we saw Edge, so it still worked. But you know, and we all geeked out when we realized that it was AJ Styles. But you know, it's 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 you're right. The 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 moment kind of it gets lost just a little because of that day because everybody because we all do it at that exact moment. We're like, why? Oh, you we missed it. You know, we're like. <laughs> You know, we get so mad. Um, as far as other great, you know, great or bad storylines, I think um, uh, uh, Philip said Edge and Orton was, you know, the rivalry was good. Uh, I think uh, Roman Reigns and, and Jimmy, and I'm sorry, Jay Uso, uh, yeah. I think that was amazing storytelling. Um, oh, man. I, I, you know, in all honesty, I kind of dug uh, Randy Orton's um, stuff over on Raw when he, when he was working his way through there. I mean, he did. Yeah. From Edge over to uh, and he's wiping out legends over to Drew McIntyre, and that got really heated. Yeah, very um, mo- very motivated uh, 2020 for Randy Orton. Not crazy about him, the him and the Fiend lighting you know and light the Fiend on fire. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was pretty dumb. The Fiend had a lot of cool stuff in 2020. It's good, but it was weird. He's up and down, like it's you know, like be. hey, Dave, he's supposed to be weird. The Goldberg match, terrible. Um, oh, just- horrible. John Cena match. Yeah, you know, that was fun. Yeah. The 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 swap thing with the uh, Braun, terrible. How dare Strat you? match with uh, Daniel Bryan, that was great. Oh yeah. <laughs> Again, all these things it's 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 ebbs and flows, you know, it's ebbs and flows. What about what about the uh, Who Done It and Impact? Oh god, how did I forget that? That all right, this is my storyline of the year. Guys, somebody shot John E. Bravo. <laughs> And it was a whole ridiculous whodunit angle on impact. And it was amazing. Um, Rosemary, uh, my future ex-wife, she said that she was going to marry Johnny Bravo, which was weird to begin with, right? Um, So she's going to marry this dude. And they have the wedding angle on on, uh, impact, which, again, awesome. And in the middle of it, the lights go out, right? Uh, the lights go out when the lights cut, or sorry, while the lights are out, 
you hear a bang. The lights come on and Bravo's down on the ground and everybody's like, <gasps> and freaking Tommy Dreamer, for some reason, he dresses like a road warrior now. I haven't figured that part out yet. But he goes over to Johnny Bravo and he goes, somebody shot Johnny Bravo. <laughs> no! <laughs> I mean, as corny as it could be. Then they did these these long like trial segments where they were in, in, interrogating witnesses. And we found out that Rosemary never actually loved Johnny Bravo. She just needed the blood of a virgin. And he was definitely a virgin. <laughs> and so that was amazing. Which, by the way, I just want to throw this out right now. If you go to Impact's website, okay? Uh, if you go to Impact, actually, can can um, am I able to? I'm going to share my screen with you guys real quick, uh, so you can see this. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Let me maybe. Know if you can do that. If not, I can. Try I think I can. Here. I think I think I can. Hold on one second. I'm just gonna move something right, around real quick. I, I'll talk about mine. Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, the uh, the Messiah, because uh, he, you know, this wasn't working as a face. So, um, right. All right, here hold. The stereo thing. So you got it. I think so. <laughs> All right. Am I am I sharing a screen? Hold on. Wait. Oh, no. hold on. Hold on. Share. Uh, yes. Share. All right. Now am I sharing it? No, but I can in a second. No, it's weird because if I shared, it's going to be you and me coming up. Wait. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it. Don't worry. Okay. It. There we go. Okay. So if you if you pull up Johnny Bravo's thing on Impact, that's what's there. The image of him lying there at the wedding after he gets shot. <laughs> Which by so I love that that's that's if you go to their website on their roster pra- page that's what you see for Johnny Bravo who by the way still alive everything's fine for Johnny Bravo I just want to point that out he's just not marrying Rosemary anymore yeah <laughs> so again Impact look everybody else is worried about trying to do somewhat realistic stuff and this that and the other thing and Impact is over here writing wrestling storylines on planet Neptune like they don't care yeah. they're just doing whatever they want and I am here for it. <laughs> You know, you, you, you got to do something at this point in time to stand out. I mean, Ring of Honor was doing like a pure wrestling tournament this year, you know, and, and I'm happy to see him do shows, which, by the way, um, Pierre or, or wherever he goes by now in, in, in Ring of Honor. Um, uh, PC, it. Is it PCO? Is that what he goes yeah, by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's still bringing it, man. Absolutely. Who, who did he who did he used to be? Uh, he was one of the Quebecers, and That's this right. goes back to That's like right. you know the WrestleMania Ten era. Yeah, uh, uh, with the Jacques Pierre, Rougeau. It's a, Pierre Pierre Carl Wallet or Wallet or yeah. something like that. Yeah, ECO right, is what he goes by for short. And then he wrestled as a pirate too. He had a pretty good match with like Bret Hart. I think it was at, like King of the Ring or something. Uh, but he had to wrestle with like an eye patch, which uh, you know. <laughs> well, he had the eye thing. I think that was a real. And then um, I, I, I think he still does, right? I think he doesn't. I think he only has one eye. Right? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was a Quebecer. Like, Russell made the 10 had a pretty good match with Men on the Mission, which is not something you'd hear all the time. Um, but they, you know, they beat the Steiners for the belts 20 years ago. They came back briefly and they were in WCW. And then, like, you never saw them until, like, last, like, two years ago. So, oh, I think he's been in Ring of Honor for longer than that. But, but when he won the championship and stuff, it was just like, holy cow, I can't believe, like, you know, but the dude's like. Because like, he was, he, I remember he was. He was in ECW for a while, and then yeah, I guess maybe he's only been in, in Ring of Honor for about yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of the general. I'm thinking of the independent circuit in general. Uh, yeah, he's only been in, in Ring of Honor for a couple of years. Yeah, but he dude's killing it. Um, yeah. 
Steve asks, what about the Ray and Dominic storyline? I mean, I'm less eye gougy, and I would have been fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need I, Seth Rollins puking this year. <laughs> I get, you know what? On the things I didn't need on my 2020 bucket list, uh, I didn't want to check off my bingo card with Seth Rollins puking. Yeah, I know. If I could have just done without so much of the eye gouging stuff, like I was fine with it initially, the attack. Like, is that set up the whole? I'm fine with that. It was vicious. The idea we're going to have an eye for an eye match where the gimmick is we're going to pop an eye out. That was stupid. That was, yeah, I, and then, I and then Seth tried to do it way too much. So, yeah, yeah, I, 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 it didn't work. It didn't work for me in that regard, but this, the overall storyline was fine. Yeah. Which by the way, then we got, um, you know, uh, Alistair Black, which you can figure out what to do with it. We'll probably won't oh, see it for a while because of us. Oh, I wonder if we're ever going to see him again on WWE yeah. at this point, because his wife, um, is no longer with them. And those were not good terms she left on. No. So uh, I, I'm wondering if we're ever going to see him again. We'll, we'll, you know what? I bet you what ends up happening is he comes back and Nia Jack starts putting him to a table every week. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, crazy ass. All right. Um, wrestler of the year. Men first, ladies first. Um, I don't think it really matters. We got a coin anywhere we can flip. Uh, right, yeah, we got, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I have nothing to flip. Uh, let's just do. Let's just do uh, women's first. Why not? All right. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> All right. Who's your Who's your women's wrestler of the year? All right, my women's wrestler. This may surprise you. I mean, I, I thought like there was a pretty good year. Like I thought Sasha Banks had a good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I thought uh, you know uh, Sheeta had a good year. If I'm saying her name right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Io Shirai. Um, you know, I mean. Like Becky had a great start to the year. Obviously, she became a mom. Uh, Bailey was great in, in 2020. I'm going to go with somebody who I thought like had a rejuvenated 2020. Uh, she's been great to watch. She held she held gold. She had uh, a couple of great singles matches with Becky and Sasha. I'm going to go with somebody who we were going to give it to a couple of years ago, but we thought the year after was going to be her year, and it wasn't Oscar. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I, that's that was my pick too for women's wrestler of the year. Awesome. I, I do not think that there you can you can say anybody else was. I mean, she wrestled, I think, more than anybody else this year. Yeah. Um, I, I think she had the most matches in 2020 in WWE, uh, at least. Um, I do think there are arguments for other people, like we just saw Phillips say Io Shirai. I mean, she really carried a lot of the women's division, uh, in 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 that. I mean, but uh, you know what? I say she carried it. There were strong women women's feuds throughout. And that is a stacked women's division. So to be at the top of that division, I think is the big deal. Derek says Charlotte Flair. I would argue that she missed a, a third of the year. But but she won the Rumble. She did she, win the Rumble. She had a great match with Rhea at WrestleMania. Which yeah, oh, without a like, doubt. Without like, a doubt. You know. She had a great um, match. Then she dropped the title to Io Shirai. Uh, and then after a little bit, she just kind of left. You know, and, and which was fine. She needed it. I'm not knocking her. I just yeah. think that that leaves the door open for other people who hung around and kept working to be able to close that gap. Um, I, so I think it ends up being Oscar because, again, I mean, she wrestled more than anybody else. She had uh, uh, great matches with numerous people. And I mean, right now, heck, she's a double champion. She's yeah. the, she's a Raw Women's Champion and she's a Tag Team Champion with Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So, I mean, it works out. Um I was asking some people online before about it. Uh, I was talking to, uh, we had uh, Jason Chanel here. He said, Asuka is a pretty clear winner here. Dominant and successful defenses against most of the the most accomplished women in WWE. Said you can make a case for Io Shirai. Obviously, that's what we said too. 
Um, he's an honorable mention for, for Sasha Banks. She had, she had a great year as well. Um, but, but I thought, you know, too much of that was, you know, not wrestling a lot, but the whole Bailey storyline thing. I mean, the payoff that we got some great matches, but it, it took a while to get there. Right. Well, Will Crosby, another guy, uh, uh, chimed in and said he said it was hard to argue against Bailey as far as the women go. Uh, she held the SmackDown title for a record amount of time, uh, but he thinks there's also a legitimate case to be made for Asuka. Um, so, again, I think Asuka is just the most solid overall. Just I'd love it to be somebody like Hikaru Shida, uh, but Shida, while she had a, a strong year as the champion, you know, beating everybody, she, I mean, the women's division just does not feel important in AEW. No, no, it, it's a big thing. And Serena did, uh, did by the way. Um, Serena Deeb, yeah. Um, I, you know, nice to see her. Uh, you know, I maybe almost like a comeback of the year for her. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Her back, back on the scene and stuff. I always liked her. Uh, nice to see her winning the gold. But you brought up a good point because you and I had this discussion where I say, you know, WWE has the the like I don't want to say the nerve because I I don't mean I want to say this in the positive the nerve. No, I, I mean it in the positive way. They have the cojones. Yes, there we go. <laughs> to, to do two women segments in a row, which is you oh, know, yeah, yeah. which years ago so uncommon, but now you know because the ladies are so strong that right. you know that they're comfortable in, in, in doing that. Uh, you know, the women have had I thought a pretty good year. NXT to me is still the best women's brand with the, the, the N- NXT hands down has the best women's division. I mean, it's not even close. Uh, was you it was got, Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Ra- Raquel? Ripley? You want to hey, you want to talk about most improved? There's an argument made for Raquel Gonzalez too. She's had an amazing 2020. But I mean, you've got Raquel Gonzalez, you've got uh, Rhea Ripley, you've got Io Shirai, you've got Dakota Kai, you've got uh, Tegan Knox when she's not hurt. Um, you've got uh, uh, um, uh, Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart. You've got Candice LeRae. You've got Indy Hartwell, who's there now. Um, you've, I mean, you've got Tony Storm. There yeah. are so many. Ember Moon is back. Ember Moon, elite, talented women in that division. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, if there's a place to go for women's wrestling, it's it's NXT uh, overall. But it's just so it's funny that the women's wrestler of the year is not <laughs> in NXT. She's yeah. on Raw. <laughs> Which, by the way, I know the Rebels are a few weeks away, and I don't know if they're going to have NXT wrestlers in there. I don't know what they're going to do for the like for the ladies Rumble because I don't think there's 30 females that are currently in WWE. I mean, they might have NXT the just because, yeah, just because they need uh, to pull know, it out. Be, be, you know, because I would almost say like an NXT woman, you know, could win the Rumble this year, and I would be. Oh, fine I, I think you, I think you can make a case for that too. I think you could end up being somebody like. My concern is, I'm going to point this out right now. My concern is Charlotte is going to win it again. Because I think what's going to happen is she's going to win it and then have to challenge her, her team or her partner, her tag team partner for the title at WrestleMania, um, which I don't want to see. What I would like to see <laughs> is for Rhea Ripley to show up in the Rumble and for her to win the Rumble. And as much as I don't want to end Asuka's reign, I would mind, I would not mind Charlotte taking the title off of her so that Ripley can then challenge uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania and get her win back. You know, I, I would be fine with that because I thought, like, I thought, you know, and it was Charlotte out for a while. Like, I thought maybe they would do something with Rhea or to take somebody, and I know they could because of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just felt like they missed a lot with Rhea in 2020 because you know, you know, she, you know, she has the match, she loses that mania. You know, she like, lost a lot of steam after she lost that match. Yeah. Yeah, but she's gotten a lot of it back now. She's 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 really built herself back up. They've done a good job with her. Um, 
but yeah, so I'd like to see, I'd like it to see, be, literally almost be anybody except Charlotte. <laughs> literally uh, you know, almost anybody but Charlotte. I mean, we heard Ronda Rousey was training. We haven't heard anything lately because, you know, maybe they were hoping that, you know, they're going to have fans and stuff because they're, you know, trying to get to Becky and Ronda again, I guess, one-on-one, which I guess would be 2022, maybe? Who knows? Maybe. maybe. I don't know. All right, one more category left, Sean, which would be, is it really the main event? The main event of the evening, I guess. Uh, The men's wrestler of the year. And I think there are a lot of strong candidates for this. Um, I I think there are guys all over the map you could pick for this. I think in New Japan, right away, guys that jumped to my mind are Kota Ibushi, are guys like uh, Jay White. Um, I think they they're all they're strong candidates. I think yeah, that yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, if you look at um, if you look at AEW, I think guys like John Moxley are, are easily there. I think Kenny Omega can make a case for the later half of the year. Um, I think uh, you know, Cody Rhodes can make it can make an argument. Uh, I think you know, there's there's so many people in these companies. In WWE, there's a bunch of guys as well that could make a claim for the year. I mean. Uh, I had a matter of fact, I'm going to read a few more of these things uh, from these same gentlemen who were giving me their thoughts. Um, Will Crosby said, Randy Orton, he's had three memorable feuds this year, back to back to back and reestablished himself as the top heel on raw in the process. Yeah. Great year. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's a really great uh, one as well. Um, Jason Chanel said Roman Reigns completely reinvented his character and has been dominant. I think that one is a solid case as well. Um, the only reason I I tell you this, if it was earlier in the year, I would give it to Roman Reigns hand uh, hands down. But my vote will go to somebody who has been there the entire year, who has been nonstop, who has been carrying it on his back, and it's going to be to Drew McIntyre again. I think he <laughs> he went. Somebody mentioned it earlier. I mean, he went from relatively mid card ish level mid-card to upper mid-card level at the beginning of the year to really heating up quick, winning the Royal Rumble believably and in a great passionate way, defeating uh, Brock Lesnar at Royal, at the, I'm sorry, at WrestleMania decisively and then going on to be a hell of a champion in this trying time. I think you have to give a lot of credit to this guy for carrying the company through this pandemic. Sean, I agree with you. He's my wrestler of the year. And, and I look at it this way, too. He, he's a guy that, you know, did all this stuff. But, like, as the years gone on, he's gotten so much better. It's like he's gotten comfortable in, in the role. Um, the, the Not, you know, the first match with Randy, but the ambulance match was good. The Hell in the Cell was a great yeah. match. Yeah. Uh, the, the match with Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, which we mm-hmm. didn't mention for, you know, match of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada, that was an outstanding match. Um, you know, he's having good matches, you know, on, on Raw. Probably probably the highlight of Raw is, is the style of matches that he's putting in there. Um, he he had amazing matches all, yeah. all during the year. Um, I think I think realistically you can look at the Drew's thing, and he's had some bad matches too. I mean, like everybody does. But I think there's some good stuff to look at uh, in the sense of, like, I can point to a match that I didn't give a crap about a crap about um the him and Dolph Ziggler because Ziggler stood no chance of taking the title off yeah. him, none and then they had that ridiculous stipulation of that like he wasn't going to tell him the stipulation till the match and they get there 
And he's like, oh, only I can use weapons and it's no DQ for me. And it's no, you know, but you have to wrestle a normal wrestling match. And he managed to work so well with 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 uh, Dolph in that match that he made it compelling and an entertaining match. Um, he had that one. He had his match with Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. Like that was really good. Yeah, he, he had his match with I think his match with Randy Orton at SummerSlam was his best one with out of the matches with Randy Orton. Um, and he, I mean, seriously, guys, his match with Roman Reigns was outstanding. Um, outstanding match. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, again, another candidate for match of the year, to be perfectly honest. And then realistically, if, if I'm looking at his best match of the year, and it's going to sound funny when I say this, because it's not what people typically think of, but his best match of the year was the 2020 Royal Rumble. Because he was yeah, booked so perfectly and he performed so perfectly. The emotion was there. The timing was there. The people were the right people were in the right places. It all worked out perfectly to have a, a I mean, a perfect storyline for him in that match. Can we talk about that match for a second? Because one name we didn't really mention a whole lot because we haven't seen him after WrestleMania was Brock Lesnar. I thought yeah. one of the best performances of, of 2020 was Brock in, in the, the match? Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah I agree. In, in the match. Just the, the booking of that, it was outstanding. And I know you, you yeah. and I debated because um, I know you picked Drew to win the Rumble and we both, yeah. we both picked him to eliminate Brock. Right. And I thought, like, well, you know, Brock's going to cost Drew the Rumble or whatever. And, set that up but obviously that you know that that wasn't the case but um, no no it wasn't but uh but still obviously they had the match but i thought brock's performance in that rumble like was, he, was fun to watch and then drew coming in and ricochet it and, was it was divisive uh like people like pe- that that thing is divided that statement is divisive simply because people some people were really angry about it. oh brock squashing everybody look most people are not going to i hate to break it to you 29 of these guys aren't winning so that's you get you deal with that right now. They're all the 29 of them are losing. Um, and yes, some of them came in and went out very quickly in a disappointing fashion. I one of the guys I'm looking at is John Morrison, who came in and went out very quickly. That bothered me. It's like, why even put him in that match? So that Drew so that Brock can throw him out. But you can find somebody else, can Zack Ryder. But no, why? Never, never put him in anything. Um, he 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 comes in. I mean, the thing is, John Morrison wasn't a big thing. I mean, he wasn't a big a big thing. He's a mid Carter dude for he them. Just returned. He yeah, just returned. but that's the thing. But, he, but that's the thing. He was a he was he was he was a, a big like not surprise surprise. I mean, again, we knew he he was signing with them, but he was it had that surprise feel when he came out because it was like yeah, John Morrison. You know what I mean? And then he Brock takes that away from you. That's the point. That he 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 made people angry by doing this to the people they were excited about. It's the same thing that worked for. Uh, Drew with Roman Reigns because Reigns was there and he eliminates Edge, which infuriated people. So oh, yeah. that when brought when Drew eliminated him, people lost their effing minds because they were thrilled. Again, Brock doing that through that match and making people so angry by doing these things was the point. Because then when somebody finally eliminates him, they're getting the rub from that. Because he, he's getting rid of this dude who's ruining the match for me, you know? And it worked beautifully. Uh, but, yeah, Brock's performance, that was great. He was selling for people. He was bumping for people. Uh, and even in – Brock is really good at one thing that people underestimate. He's good at selling, but he's also really good at facial expressions. Yes. He is really good at, at, at like, selling things with, with, a, with a quick facial expression uh, when he will – 
you know, take, take like when Keith Lee hits him or something like that. And he's all of a sudden like, holy crap, you know, like he sells that this guy is more than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. When Keith Lee showed up at the Rumble and you see Brock's look in his face. Yeah, that, yeah. that was great. Uh, Philip asked, you think Brock will return at the Rumble? I say we will not see Brock until we see crowds. That's a solid, I, that's a solid argument. I do think it's possible. I'm going to throw it out there. I do think it's possible Brock will return at the Rumble. Um, I, I simply because I'm wondering where else Drew goes at WrestleMania because there's really not anybody else for Drew to face. Adam Cole, maybe. I, I mean, I would love that. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I would love that. Well, we may not know. Maybe it could be, you know, from Elimination Chamber or something. Which, by the way, okay, can they stop the person who is the runner-up, if you will, of the Royal Rumble? Still gets a title shot, it seems like, in most years. Because, like, in many years, it's been Roman Reigns as the runner-up, and he's always in the title match. Shane yeah. Baszler last year, the the runner-up, if you will, still got a title match. You know, like, like and that, that was a big challenge, WWE's part, by, you know, setting up with Becky and then putting her in an Elimination Chamber. Which, by the way, another great performance, by the way. Shane in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, it's a real shame <laughs> they ruined that immediately after. Yeah. <laughs> so, is what it is. But, yeah, so... um Again, Drew McIntyre, easy, easy, easy pick for rest of the year for as far as I'm concerned. But that is the best of 2020 in the world of professional wrestling. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope maybe we told you about some stuff that you weren't uh, knowledgeable about. Somebody, um, got Brandy got angry. I don't know why. But... Why did Brandy get angry? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she is uh, not, a, uh, not a Drew McIntyre fan. Where, 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 where do you see Brandy? I don't see no angry Brandy. No, uh, it's 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 uh, on the. Um... The uh, emojis, uh, the uh, liking or disliking. Uh, oh, uh, well, damn. Might, it might be something I see on my side. So, sorry. All right, okay. Well, do, you know what, Brandy, suck it. The point is, like, look, it's wrestling. You can say that. We've been doing this for generations um, at this point. Uh, with, I, I hope, like I said, I hope we told you guys about some stuff tonight that maybe you didn't even know about. <laughs> Brandy says it was her cat, not her. All right, Brandy, we forgive you. We love you. Um, <laughs> we, we tried to make sure that we, we looked at as much as we can this year, uh, between ring of honor, new Japan, uh, AEW impact WWE. It's a lot to try and, and stay on top of, but we try to follow as much as we can for you guys. And that's why we were throwing out some names from new Japan and whatnot, because we want you guys to understand where there's more to wrestling than the one company you grew up with. You can find great wrestling all over the place. You can find really interesting stories all over the place and incredibly talented people all over the place. Um, I am going to say this right now. When professional wrestling is allowed to start happening again on a regular basis with people in attendance, when like local promotions start getting back up and going again, um, when it's safe, you better carry yourselves there because they're going to need you there. And wrestling was there for you when times when when we hit this pandemic so you need to be there for wrestling when things get rolling again uh i'm just gonna throw that out there and by the way i miss doing wrestling commentary <laughs> i used to do play-by-play and i missed it i was watching it the other day and i remember that i missed doing it i was like dang it i want to start doing it again I, Who, I, I worked with um I, you and i worked it's works i think at the same time but for different groups because I, I worked with um i would say south side pro wrestling which doesn't exist anymore um, uh, Mark, who Southside South Pro Wrestling was the first place that I did it for. Okay, okay, uh, but you, you probably left and I probably came after you. <laughs> it's, it's very possible, yeah, because before me, it was the I think the guy who owned it doing it. Mark, um, yeah. Mark, yeah, I think Mark was doing it, 
and um, yeah, I think you'd have a rotating person doing it with him every once in a while. But um, yeah, I forget who I worked with because there was a guy like because I did some of the ring announcing and then I would do commentary. And I, I was kind of like the the more of the Ventura style, I guess. Uh, right. I, yeah. 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 I get what you mean. I get what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I started out doing that, and then I worked with a, a company called. Um, um, I, I'm sorry. At the time, it was NWA affiliated, so it was NWA Fusion Wrestling. Uh, and then they ended their their association with the NWA, so it just became Fusion Wrestling. Who I'm not sure like what they're doing as far as shows right now, but last I checked, they're still. I mean, they're still running. And I briefly worked. Um, what was only one night was Hermie Sadler when he had his wrestling. Yeah. Um, which because and that was like man, that was a good card because he had um like Jeff Jarrett was there, Road Dog and uh, Billy Gunn and uh, Jazz Jazz and um what was her husband's name? Uh, I kind of forget. Oh, Rodney Mack. Yeah, Rodney Mack. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were there, and uh, um, Charlie Haas was there, and his uh, his then wife, and um, and Spike Dudley too. So a few others. <laughs> uh, real quick, just to throw some things out at some people here. Steve is asking where the best places to find uh, different stuff. If you're trying to watch like New Japan, for example, um, you can watch their big shows. I'm not sure about the weekly stuff, but you can watch their big shows on Fight TV. F I T E T V. Um, or on, I think they have an app called NJPW World, and it's like, you know, it's a subscription thing. It's like $9.99 a month or something like that, and you can watch all of their stuff, and then, you know, I, I think they charge it for Wrestle Kingdom, which is their big thing a year, but um, Patrine Impact, you can actually catch that on Twitch. Uh, they have a working agreement with Twitch. They're also on, I think, the Pursuit channel or something. I, I don't remember. Access or something with an access? Something like that, yeah. Well, it might be on Access TV now. You might be right. Um, yeah. they, they've changed a lot. Um, but they're they're on Twitch TV. Uh, Twitch They have their own Twitch channel where they actually show previous stuff as well uh, when they're not showing the live show. And they also have an act, Impact, Impact Plus. Um, but they're relatively limited into the platforms you're on, they're on. So you'd have to look into uh, what you have and if, you, if it's available. But I watch a lot of it on Impact Plus. Yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor, by the way. Now, it de- it's going to depend where you live. Oh, uh, Brandy, by the way. Oh, actually, there you go. Brandy. Thank you, Brandy. There you go. Yeah, so Petrini, you can check that out. Uh, Ring of Honor is on um, here here in Virginia where we live. There's channel 33, and I have like the you know. So if over the air, it's channel HD two, 33.2, uh, and Ring of Honor's on. They, they show it a couple times a week. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll you know we'll check it out from time to time. That's what I've been watching their tournament and stuff, and mm-hmm. watching the air. Um, Honor's new name, which I can't remember, but uh, PCO PCO PCO. <laughs> So. Which is, is initials, but uh, but that's yeah. some fun stuff to watch because before they started doing the the empty arena shows, they were kind of going back and showing like previous shows and like some highlights and stuff. And you know, you, you kind of forget because our, our Ring of Honor, I don't say got the shaft in the AEW deal, but they you know they lost a lot of talent and everything. I mean, they're still doing their thing. Well, let's be clear here. AEW is not the one that did this to them. Or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ring of Honor Ring of Honor didn't get to, to, to AEW didn't screw them. What happened was NXT really screwed them. Um and NXT and WWE took a lot of people from uh Ring of Honor uh in and left them having to find new stars. I mean, and we can go as far back as when they went back and I mean TNA originally took Samoa Joe and whatnot. I mean, he ended up there. I mean, he so did AJ Styles. I mean, they were both big mainstays in Ring of Honor. CM Punk ended up in WWE after a very short stint with with uh, uh, TNA. Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen as well ended up over, you know, <laughs> uh, El Generico, you know, who 
is best friends with Sami Zayn, uh, <laughs> who is now over in WWE. I mean, a lot of their mainstay guys ended up in WWE's product, whether it be NXT or uh, the main roster. But but I mean, the launch though for AEW kind of I felt like took. Oh, they definitely took some. Honor. They you know, definitely wow. took some of them without it, without a doubt. They, the, a lot of their guys went there, but I mean, you got to remember that a lot of those guys, we say that they, they took their guys, but a lot of those guys that were there and planning on going to AEW already knew that. And I mean, like that was already a plan because they were trying to put this company into motion for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, they, I, I think at least there, I think they had a little more of a heads up. They were going to lo- be losing some guys than when all of a sudden WWE and TNA were signing away all their people. So, um, which by the way, I highly recommend, uh, going back and watching some of that early stuff in TNA with Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, uh, and, and Christopher Daniels and all those guys, I think, um, and, and Kurt Angle too. Well, the, I mean, early stuff before, well, before Kurt even that. got there. Yeah. Okay. Before Kurt got there, because once Kurt got there, Kurt and Samoa Joe got into a feud. That was freaking awesome. So, yeah. you know, the, the, the Oh four Oh five timeframe in, uh, in, uh, ring and ring of honor and TNA was really good. When did they get rid of that five, six added ring on whatever it was? When Hogan showed up. Okay. They did the, so like 2010, I think. Something like that. Yeah. I want to say it was like 2010 when they got rid of it, which made a lot of people angry because they liked their six sided ring. Well, it was different, and I understand that, but you know, it is what it is. In any event, we're rambling now at this point. The show's yeah. over. We've done best of 2020 again. I hope we gave you guys some access to some new stuff you can watch and be entertained by. Maybe find new wrestlers. Maybe you'll have new answers for next year when we do this. We do best wrestler, best match. But you know, you guys might be able to point to something you found on, you know, Ring of Honor or something you found in New Japan Pro Wrestling or something along those lines. So glad uh, you guys could join us. Thank you for being here. And uh, next week, uh, I guess it's a is it a normal episode next week, Dave? I, I guess, yeah. Maybe, maybe we've got we go, like two or three weeks till the Rumble, right? Maybe we go retro. Maybe we review an old show. Maybe we go watch something. And then we we could. It. It's possible. We might be able to do something like that. Uh, maybe throw some suggestions to us, which, by the way, leads me to our email, ESPR at FM99.com. You can always throw suggestions to us for shows to, to retro uh, retroactively watch and well, I say retro to watch and retroactively review um, and let you guys know our, our thoughts on it. Um, Okay, Philip is saying Attitude Error Review next week. Well, then, Philip, you need to pick a show and send it to us so that we can then do that. Yeah, uh, well, it's on you because I know you like to comment you. on our stuff. So it could, yes. be, you know, it could be a Rumble. It could be a Raw. It could be... I know, hear, I'm, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a stipulation here. It's got to be a pay-per-view. Okay. It's got to be a pay-per-view. I am not watching one of those weekly programs and, and reviewing that at this point because... I'm sorry. I've tried going back and watching the Attitude Era, and the weekly show was not as good as people remember. <laughs> so I would, if we're going to do this, I want to watch a pay per view. <laughs> so at least I, I can hopefully get right. something good out of it. But in any event, I, I say that if you send a raw, Philip, of course we'll watch it. I'm just griping. But um, if you want to, if you want to send us a raw, but I would prefer you send us a pay per view. Again, ESPR at FM99.com. Let us know what you guys would like us to do. Uh, Maybe you can stay in touch with us all the time on your social media, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and on Twitter at ESPR99. Make sure you turn on notifications so when we go live or post, you guys are updated on that. You can jump right on in. You can find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We would greatly appreciate it if everybody watching here tonight would go do that. That would be wonderful. Thank you. And if you're listening to us on delay, why haven't you done that already? You're already on the app. And, of course, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab, ESPR. Head on over there and uh, find our most recent episode all of the time. 
So until next week, when we will do some kind of retro review, we're looking at you, yeah. Philip. Where this is on you now, Philip. We're calling you out. If you don't send us something, there's no show next week. So send us something. Uh, we will get on that. And until next week, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody. Get out.